I was watching some of the games. <laughs> The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of the Drop Back Podcast. I am Stan Wilson, and as ever, I am joined by Stan, Sam Lewis. Did you? Were you going to call me Stan as well? <laughs> I was. I tripped over my word a bit there. And the enigmatic Joe Costanzo. I prefer to go by Stan, actually. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm joined in a room full of Stans, and we are missing Stan Burns Peak today, so (laughs) do your best. Rally at him him on um, Instagram and Twitter. Get him back on the show next week. Destroy him. Destroy him. Stan Burns Peak. Start start mentally and then physically. (laughs) Is that because that's what he said about you last time, Joe? Are you just on that same wavelength? Oh no, I said the same thing. I said about Joe on the last lo- live stream. Uh, okay. Just get at him on Twitter. And it worked. You all did your part, and he's here today. Yes, because <laughs> I definitely still have Twitter downloaded. They banned me. What did they ban <laughs> you for, banned. Joe? What did you get banned for? Because I started the account before I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> it's such how, a stupid How did you way get caught? Get how did you get caught? Because I verified my age at some point, and then they were like, "Oi, this math don't add up." Yeah, but surely you were over thirteen by the time this was yes, getting. I was very much over thirteen, but it was too late. Also, why are you no starting more. a Twitter account before you're thirteen? Because I'm fucking hard, Slew. I'm gonna go see some <laughs> of twelve-year-old Joe's Twitter takes. What? What's you're your you're not because the account is banned. It's not like finito. You're not just yeah. locked out. There is no Joe is average on Twitter. The so twelve-year-old Joe's takes me. Joe Flacco is elite. That was like 19-year-old Joe's take, so probably. Something's never changed. Was Joe though. Flacco playing at that point? He must have been, Joe right? Flacco was Oh, he might, he, might be in high, he might have been in high school then. High school no. or college, whatever it is. Uh, no, I, don't, I don't think Joe's that old. When I was 13, Joe <laughs> Flacco was in the league, for sure. On that topic of elite quarterbacks, we're going to dive straight into the oh, first oh, game of the week. Tenuous. <laughs> the oh. Arizona Cardinals went down to National Tennessee... And took down the Titans 38 to 13, following a stellar performance from the Cardinals defense, Kyler Murray and company. This, this was this was something that was un, unpredicted. I think I, I predicted they would win, but not by this degree. Like a 38 to 13 margin is just it's ridiculous when you consider the hype surrounding the Tennessee Titans offense and the concern con- surrounding the Arizona Cardinals defensive backroom. Yeah, you execute. I mean, you executed the plan you needed to. You stuffed Derek Henry early, and you jumped into a big lead that they had to move away from that run game. Um, I mean, you did a great job. Kyler Murray is making Cliff Kingsbury look like he's calling a competent offense, which is great to see. (laughs) That's one way to put it. There was there was some improvements in the offensive structure, like you were doing a little bit more what like the Rams do with condense everyone, have everyone flow over, overs and outs and motions. Rondell Moore was fun in the screen game, which I think you predicted, to be fair, Stan. And then Kyler Murray decided, you know what? The offense isn't as good as I'd like it to be. I'm just going to do everything myself, run around for 50. It's like if Mahomes had connected on every ball when he ran around loads in the Super Bowl. That's basically he, what it was. He's just phenomenal. Like The things he can do with a football combined with the way he moves around like behind the line of scrimmage, it is ridiculous. It's his pocket awareness as well, mm. because I think where he lacks 
the traditional size of being able to see over a line of scrimmage. He can move around a pocket so well. And yeah, like he was able just to extend plays the entire game, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, with off to Kyler. Yeah, as phenomenal as the Cardinals offense and week one MVP Kyler Murray was, it would be interesting to see what happens when they go against a defense that can do either cover, rush the quarterback, or, you know, stop the run. So that would be interesting to see because some defenses can do at least one of those things. Tennessee Titans are in for a long year and they can't improve on that side of the ball. James Conner looks like a fun addition, which you weren't too pleased about when you made that signing. I wasn't, because I assumed that he would come in and he would lead that backfield committee and be the RB1, but when Chase Edmonds was announced as starter, then I was more happy. I think maybe the one reason that, that the signing of James Conner was disheartening especially was because I assumed that maybe in, in round one or round two we'd be targeting a running back in the draft, which is something I'd, I was quite keen on doing, so... Yeah, no, I'll put my hands up and admit he was better than expected. Maybe it's a nice physicality. Maybe it's the Steelers' O line that's the problem, I mean, not James Conner. Possibly, yeah, they're very old at this point. But yeah, do you not think announcing a starter and then having both running backs get the same amount of touches is a bit weird? Like, what's the it's point of being really announcing a starter without basically going to have? Yeah, okay, fair enough. But the, uh, what I'm saying is, you know. They announced Chase Evans as a starter, but they both had 16 touches on the game. So they're both. To be fair, it may be like game script dependent. Like if it had been more in line of what we expected, that it'd be a bit of a shootout with the Tennessee Titans actually being competent on offense. We would have seen more Chase Evans because he's more of the receiving threat and that big hitter than what James Conner would be the guy to close out the clock and sort of the goal line guy, and which they had a lot more opportunities out than they were probably expecting to. I was surprised at how well the, in general, the Cardinal secondary kind of handled what people were touting as one of the better, the better receiving duos in the league with AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Julio Jones just didn't really do much on the day, to be honest. Yeah, he doesn't look like he's in sync with Tannehill yet, does he? I mean, either way, you should be able to get open against. Neither of these corners have started outside corner in the NFL before. You got Byron Murphy, who was previously um, strictly slot. And then where he's coming in in base packages now to play the outside cornerback role. Then you've got Marco Wilson, who's a rookie out of Florida, and a fifth-round draft pick. And those two have just managed to shout out two of the premier receivers in the NFL. Like, game, like, rhythm and chemistry or not, that is pretty dire from them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was just expecting more out of the Titans' offense in general, to be honest. Um, Well, Todd Down is going to be under a lot of pressure early if they don't get it don't get it together quickly because I mean there were question marks when he's he was promoted to OC anyway following Arthur Smith's what promote becoming head coach at the um um Falcons which also his first week didn't go well either no but his yeah. Downing's last experience in as an OC was with the Oakland Raiders when they were crap like it was a year they got rid of all their Amari Cooper and who was the running back before Josh Jacobs in Oakland Oh. Or was it just someone naff? I think it was just someone naff. It, it might have been like naff. a... E- either way, he that was the year that they went from Derek Carr MVP contender to, oh really, is this Derek Carr as a franchise quarterback? Is this really what we're going to see from him? So his past experience isn't the best. And we've said there's no excuses because the Titans offense does have pieces. 
Julio Jones, he may be past his prime, but he's still Julio Jones. Mm. Yeah, true. Exactly. No, he should be able to beat up on a beat up a rookie corner and a slot corner. Realistically, I don't know. He didn't. He didn't really look like Julio Jones, though. Taylor Luando, that's someone that didn't look like themselves. Oh my god! Yeah, he was getting destroyed. Did you see his tweet? Yeah, I mean, fair, fair play to him. It's like, yeah, mate, you smashed me. Him. I need to get better. To be fair, he was injured a lot of last season. Yeah, but oh, he was ACL, didn't five he? Set. Yeah, five sacks though. He, at know, the end of the day, he's an all pro. He's an all pro left tackle who got taken to the fucking cleaners. Mm. Yeah, but to come against Chandler Jones on your first day back at it as well, it's a pretty freaking tough, tough ask. Yeah, to be fair, one of the, one of those one of those sacks as well was on the other side of the line where Chandler Jones just straight up wasn't blocked. It's hard, it's hard to block him when you're just not trying to block him, isn't it? Yeah, and no, I often find that as well when I'm playing on the line. If you don't try and block him, they often get past. Isaiah Simmons, though, shooting through gaps, tackling he Derek was... Henry in the backfield. Look at that boy go. He was brilliant. He did actually manage to log a tackle for loss, but like he was part of assisted tackles. What are you talking about? I've seen him hit a tackle for loss. NFL.com is literally... I've got the stats up just in front of me. NF- NFL.com is trying to do Isaiah Simmons dirty. Isaiah Simmons had seven tackles, two assisted tackles. Damn. Well, him, to be fair, him, him and Zayman Collins, and I haven't been able to see the all 22 yet because NFL Game Pass just has decided not to put it up yet. Yeah, they're telling it's us now... to upgrade our Game Pass. Yeah, 100, 140 quid or something this year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 150. Bloody hell. And then, yeah, but him and Zayman, Zayman Collins and Isaiah Simmons are going to be shooting gaps all day long and with JJ Watt and Chandler Jones on the edge. Yeah, could Hicks be a really... little bit frisky on that Cardinals offense defense. Yeah, no, it was looking really good. I think it was it was complementary defense. Really, the front end really works for the back end to buy them t- to. I say buy them time, just get rid of the time they need really to like have completions against them. Like Tannehill was under pressure constantly from what Dogby Jones and and company. So it was no, it was really great to see. But one thing I also noticed as well is how we spoke about in preseason. That Hicks was announced. Hicks was told that Zayvon Collins would be the starter. Yet Hicks was in from the start, and Zayvon Collins saw less snaps than him. It's probably like maybe they mean against most teams that don't run this heavy personnel more in the nickel packages. He'll be ahead of him. I don't know. That that'd be the only thing I could. Even in nickel, he was in more. Oh, was he? he? Was, even in yeah, even in even in nickel, Hicks was in with Simmons in the middle. Yeah. Maybe Weird. it's just a game time. Decision. The game plan, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it would be a bit rough to throw Zayvon Collins in the deep end against Zayvon Collins against Derek Henry against Zayvon Collins <laughs> against it's, it's just him against himself. himself. <laughs> yeah, that's all it's ever been. <laughs> it's all it ever the will only be. Thing stopping Zayvon Collins reaching the very top of this game is himself. <laughs> uh, how much of this is that the Cardinals are a fantastic team now and we're going to have to talk about them as contenders going forwards and how much of it is that they played a Tennessee Titans team that looked pretty bad? Both. Both? I think they were flying to the ball. They were absolutely swarming to the ball. The speed and intensity all across the defence was just incredible. You think about all the players that we do, that we do have on that back end, in our, in our linebacking core especially, like every single person can absolutely hit like a missile and just fly to the football. Like so much so, Buddha Baker didn't even need to have a massive impact on the game because it was it was all done. That's the highest in tackles though, Buddha Baker. I mean in terms of the way I don't even mean he made tackles, but in terms of like actual Yeah highlight down real the stuff. And, yeah, highlight real stuff, it was all highlight real all came stuff. elsewhere. Yeah, you fair had enough. as an optimistic uh, Cardinals fan, you had them basically 
as a wild card going into the season pre week one. Does this change where you think they'll end up in any way, or you still think they're sort of around that? It's a we, step too far to win the division. We play in the division with the Rams and the Seahawks. And the Seahawks. I mean, I mean, I think I've got the Rams winning the entire division. That's why I say it. Are we just listing I mean, it. We've done it, lads. I mean, we made it four out of four. It. It's a, well, it, they're all kind of good. Yeah, but I mean, my point is that the Forty Nine conceded like thirty three points to the Lions. So to be fair, wasn't that after Jason Verrett went out and they were sort of scrambling to adjust? That Lions game was amazing. MCDC. That did anyone watch the Lions game? I watched the end of it. Yeah, I watched it from the when it they... was was fucking amazing. From the point that that on first onside kick pinged off George Kittle's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one. And then the fumble. Oh yeah, my god! It was mental. And he, yeah, they would have the 49ers would have won the game, but then he fumbled it after he made the first down, and they recovered it. I mean, I hate to say it, but if um, Matt Stafford was in Detroit, they'd probably win that game on the hail mary probably. at the end. But to be fair. Goff didn't even look bad at the end. Like, I mean, to like, yeah, he had to basically do a Hail Mary at the end, but like, he, he handled himself well under pressure at the end of the game, I thought. Yeah. More so than I was thinking when they lose Stafford and stuff. You can kind of see that, like, I don't know, that ethos of like never giving up and stuff sounds cringy as hell to say. Never give up, never surrender. <laughs> exactly. Nip at their heels until you eventually get some form of comeback. I mean, bite at their bite their knees. Be, not bite nip their at their heels. Not nip at their heels. Bite their knees. Bite their kneecaps. That was the whole off-season thing. Oh yeah, that was the yeah, quote that yeah. just symbolised the entire yeah. off-season. Just Dan Campbell getting angry and. Stafford angry. was great though. It was. Stafford I mean, was great with the Rams. I mean, we, we've heard about statement wins, but is that not is that not a massive statement loss to open up his career? The fact that he's he's managed to almost beat oh, I was talking San about Francisco Stafford. 49ers. Oh, we're talking about Stafford. I'm talking yeah, about that Dan Campbell about biting knees yeah. off. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was it was good. They actually showed a bit of fight, so that was good. But I mean, at the same time, you're an NFL team. You sort of should be doing that. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Staff- Matt Stafford did not feel like that third play call from um, Sean McVay just to go for an absolute howitzer over the top was just a felt like a shot at Jared Goff and I'm not entirely sure why <laughs> he's like Jared look what I can do now it's like posting a picture with your new girlfriend right after you've broken up with the old one or something like that isn't it it's like, so... <laughs> you're a savage Becky is savage Stan <laughs> yeah I mean that... I wasn't really surprised by how good Stafford was to be honest I knew he was amazing no. and pairing him with Sean McVay was always going to work wonders MVP but, candidate right there. Uh, yeah, not even a sleeper. I think he's one of the front runners. I mean, and to be fair, the Bears have had um, the Rams' number for the first few last few times they played them, and they actually stuffed them quite a few times on first and second down. And if if that's a game that Jared Goff is starting, that's a much closer game, and maybe one that the Bears come out with a shot winning. But Stafford made like he's just able to complete on third down. It's like, yep, yeah, boom, flip that there. Oh, Cooper Cup's running. Boom, have some of that. And then it helps when Cooper Cup's wide open over the top as well. But yeah, so Stafford, it was very, it was a very clear upgrade. And Sean McVay and the Rams defense were just celebrating every time Matt Stafford threw a pass. It seemed. I would be too if I'd had Jared Goff for the last three, four years. 
Tell you what, if Jared Goff turned up for your bloody nine-a-side football team, you would not be complaining. Have you seen no, when he went true. back to like a true. like a Div Two college tryouts and he? Just yeah, as I was saying it, I remembered that's actually a thing. Yeah, <laughs> he just wore like a stupid rugby helmet. Yeah. <laughs> oh something. shit! That's why you're a first first round pick in the NFL because your arms immense, fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was surprised. I mean, I guess with the timings and everything, that's how it's worked out. But Sony Michelle barely had any like presence what? in that game. He had one presence in this game. Yeah, one. A single presence. Um, yeah, you'd think maybe, you know, trading for him. Yeah, maybe he needs to get up to speed and stuff, but I was expecting a little bit more. Ah, they'll, they'll ease him into it. Daryl Henderson has been, is the starting back. Yeah, when Cooper Cup is going for over 100, then, I mean, you, you probably don't need... Uh... So Robert Do you Woods think Daryl H- Henderson is still probably just going to be the starter there? Yeah, I it's think he's so will. Boring, I think. isn't he? On Sony Michelle's exciting. Yeah, he just a little so bit boring. Four point four yards per carry, just boring. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just not as fun. I don't know. I want well, because it's like, not a new piece that they've traded for. Yeah, kind of. To be fair, yeah. I think I do think Sony Michelle's snap count will massively increase in the coming weeks. Thank you, Stan. I expect him to take over as starter. I'll always back you, Joe. Apart from when you slag off Kyler Murray, then I will never back you. I didn't even slag him off. I was very I complimentary. I'm just I saying, it's a if, warning. You, if you ever did, it's, it's more of a warning than anything. Yeah, it's a warning. Oh, yeah. I want to put him seven on my top top thirty two QB list, and yet you issue me with, with a warning. <laughs> you put him a seven. Yeah, it was a it's pretty low. good placement. Seven's quite low, I think. Seven's quite low. 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 Yeah, yeah you're saying this after week one of the season. I said this before the season, motherfucker. Yeah, he's been on that. He's been on the uh, bandwagon since day one, Stan. Where have you been? Yeah, <laughs> where were you? The the Cardinals might be wild card candidates. Well, they will be a wild. Card. They're not winning the division, no. Ooh. That round like the fact Stan. that they got absolutely gashed on the ground not worry a little bit, especially early on. Well, it doesn't worry me. I'm quite looking to. If they get gashed on the ground, brilliant. We can beat them. No, I'm not saying from a Cardinal standpoint. <laughs> as a from freaking a, from a analyst, predict- Stan. <laughs> as, a, as a neutral analyst, yes, it does worry me. The fact that they're getting gashed by David Montgomery and the Bears. Yeah. David Montgomery yeah. all right. It's just the Bears' O-line is absolute trash. He's okay. David Montgomery's been distinctly average for a while. Like Yeah, but he has the best pre-draft profile like ever. Cool. It's a, you know you know on draft day when they do the whole has the feet of bloody blah has the arm of yeah. Joe Montana has has the and whatever like David Montgomery is like the top five running backs and is like yeah he's basically like all of them no pressure Montgomery and then proceed to not yeah. get drafted in the first round yeah I mean that is true um, but David I mean he's just been like people have been like oh he's got potential for a while now but to be fair i mean he rushed for over 100 against the rams defense which is not what you're expecting but yeah doesn't particularly yeah and the to be fair the bears o-line on i think aren't particularly special either yeah just i mean just go with um justin fields fellas I think you do at this point. We always, I told you this would happen though. They're just sending Andy Dalton out to, to have a sh- shit time. Well, yeah, I don't, think he, got, I don't think he got hit that much, to be fair. No, but I mean, in terms of, no, not even in terms of getting hit, just having a shit day, which he did. Yeah, like, oh, yeah I, he I, went 0 for 1. 0 for 1. 
But who went for over for one? And Only touchdown, touchdowns to interceptions. Yes. Yeah. And then Justin Fields ran one in, didn't he? Yeah, therefore Justin Fields must be a better player. And 100% completion percentage. Two for yeah, two. That, that is true as Justin well. Justin Fields just getting at the start, very start end of this game. Um, no, he, he came on in the first drive through a, through a completion, came off, and he dolphin through a pick. <laughs> so funny. That is jokes. That is really jokes. That's life. That is life. Should we um should we move ourselves on here to another game? Let's get on to the I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers game against the New Orleans Saints. It's just, just oh, while we're on the topic oh. of um quarterbacks that Joe put ahead of Kyler Murray, just be like, ah, oh, that's another one down. Move Kyler Murray up to six. Yeah, there you go. Just put just put Aaron Rodgers straight at thirty two, no. I suppose does Jameis Winston not instantly replace him? Oh yeah. Fair play, actually. I mean, this was the Saints just dominating on both sides of the lines, like from minute one. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and the um, offense, Packers offense, played badly, but the offensive line of the Saints just had their absolute way with the Green Bay Packers defense and were just running all over them. Like Jameis Winston, didn't he have like less than 150 yards? I know he had five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. 140, 148 yards, yeah, five touchdowns. For only 14 passes. But I mean, he looks fine, but they, didn't, but they didn't ask him to do too much. Apart from throwing five tuddies. Yeah, apart from that. Yeah, but, but he was what very I'm efficient. Is, he was, which is not something I don't think anyone has ever said about Jameis Winston. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost like Sean Payton's a good coach or something. Something like that, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I was, um, I was completely... really surprised. Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. ahead. Oh, we're, we're, both so, we're both so oh, polite. This is so cute. Like, you we get it. You both like Kyler Murray. Fucking make a point, one of you. <laughs> Stan, I, I insist. Okay. I just thought it was also quite interesting noticing some of the box score here and just on the game, it's, during the game itself, how little Aaron Jones saw of the football. Five rushing attempts all game for nine yards. Same as Kylan Hill. AJ Dillon got... Th- attempts as well it is it was ridiculous really i mean it's it's similar to what happened with tennessee and derrick henry once you fall in a hole early on you the balance of the game gets out of your hands and you're forced to go through the air a little bit more yeah i've got to see a bit of jordan love as well i turned it off as soon as jordan love came in i've got no idea if he played jordan love went five for seven for 68 yards was the Saints' defense, first-team defense still in the game at that point? Don't know. Possibly not. Yeah. That... How did you guys think about uh, Aaron Rodgers? I mean, it's unquestionable. He played badly. I mean, I don't know yeah. what more. The... I mean, I don't I don't buy into the whole, oh, he's tanking the season just to screw the Green Bay Packers organization. He would because... never do that. His ego's too big. Screw them into what? Having a good draft pick. Having... Yeah, ha. Take that, Jordan Love. You're going to get replaced straight away. <laughs> yeah, if, if, yeah if, if I'm leaving them, I'm taking you with me. No, I think so. That I mean, somehow the conspiracy theory is that if the Packers are bad, then Gunter Kunst and is it Mark Murphy, the two guys up the top of the organization, mm. are going to get fired. So it's like, right, you try to get rid of me, I'm going to make sure you guys are gone as well. He was clearly frustrated and angry during the game, though. Like. What? Or was it all think, an act? Because I it's don't... a Hollywood Jeopardy host now, Stan. He knows how to <laughs> act. That is true. 
to be fair, you can't you can't trust the man. Good point. No, I I think Aaron Rodgers is a natural born competitor, so that is like probably stupid. every NFL quarterback. Yeah, mm. I can't imagine any quarterback getting to the league other than Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, I was about to say that. And having literally no care whether or not they win a game. It's that's ridiculous to me. Even teams that are that are like having losing seasons and are definitely aren't going to make a playoffs, you're going to struggle to see players tank. So yeah, that's that's such a ridiculous even trail of thought. You want to even circulate around. You're like the people who post weird YouTube conspiracy theories with no backing and just. So you. You know, I've been down many a, a wormhole before. Uh, however, no. Um, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers just, yeah, had a really shit day, to be honest. And it happens. And it happens. Yeah. And do you know what happened? Do you know what happened last year, week one? What? The, the Saints beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 38-3. Ooh. No. So you're predicting. I don't know if that was actually, I don't know if that was week one or the second time they met. But either way, the Saints did the Buccaneers. Just gonna, just gonna... Yeah, to be fair, I think the massive overreaction here is it could be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is washed, he's done, or something like that. Well, the game they got away from them. Yeah, realistically, next week he's going to be back out tearing up whoever they play next. It's just going to be... Did Randall Cobb do anything? Um, Randall Cobb rushed I mean, I know... one yard and had one 32-yard reception on one target. Actually, that's not that bad, then. I mean, you're not... He's, he's not coming in as... Yeah, but he's not coming in as a... Um... Even a fourth receiver, is he? he no, I mean, you're he right. You was got second, second in yards. Yeah, but you only have one reception. Like the you, MVS yeah. and Alan Lazard all had more touches than him. Yeah, but. Well, yeah, but they're higher up than him on the depth chart. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying, Slee. Yeah, I'm just yeah. throwing the pot. Isn't also. Is Amari Rogers higher than him as well? He might be. Amari Rogers they're probably, they're probably interchangeable. Amari Rogers is a slot guy, though. There's Randall Cobb to be fair. And Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see that Jameis not only was efficient, but he, like flashed his big arm as well. Had that big touchdown. There was one pass like bang on a deep out on the sideline. It was like, oh yeah, Jameis, talent-wise, he absolutely has it. Yeah. Now he's been sort of reined in a little bit. Comeback player for year, Jameis Winston, with his eye surgery. Yeah. Comeback- yes, I yes Joey comeback has eye player. surgery. Player of the year. Yeah. How well does he have to play for us to stop talking about the eye surgery? Or is this MVP never MVP level? I think he needs to get sponsorship from like Specsavers or whatever their American equivalent is. Specsavers hate that. They, Surely just, they want people whoever win. did the eye surgery should just pay him millions of dollars to advertise it if he wins the MVP. To be honest, or should just come out and say, "Yo, I did Jameis's eye surgery." Yeah, <laughs> just say it. Yeah, you could, it could all be done in a simple tweet. I, I was. Um, you could thinking... be MVP too with a little eye surgery. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, that would be a, that'd be a good one. When I set my eyes on the Lombardi Trophy, I like to use Ross's <laughs> Ross's orthopedic and eye surgery. <laughs> um, Marcos Callaway, I was hoping would get a lot. A little bit more involvement than he did. Like orthopedic. Yeah. yeah. What about is it? That, is that eyes? No, it's not. No, I, I thought said it was orthopedic and eye surgery. Okay. They also do orthopedic <laughs> types of surgery. 
<laughs> the drop um, back, not a medical podcast. Yeah, this is in no way a medical podcast, and you shouldn't listen to a word I'm saying, to be honest. Marquez Calloway, though, I thought he was a bit of a preseason standout, personally. And I, was I know, I, I drafted him. Yeah, you silly, silly boy. Right, so what happened? Did... I, dra- I drafted Marquez Calloway right late in a late round. Yeah, but he just, I mean, he had one touch for 14 yards. I was just expecting a little bit more. However, to be honest, I think the ball was just distributed quite well between a lot of different receivers as well. Mm. Yeah. There wasn't like one guy who stands out. No, not really. I mean, like you said, they didn't really have to throw the ball that much in the end, but they somehow, you know, somehow ended up with five touchdowns. They just moved it well in the opposition's half and red zone. I mean, Alvin Kamara just had his way with the Saints defense. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, Taysom Jones, old, old. Two, two carries, one yard. Go on, big Taysom. Sean Payton can't just let it go. <laughs> hey, yeah, when pop. it works, it works. It just works. Can the Saints actually challenge the Bucks this year now they have someone that can move the ball downfield? Because that's what costs them in the playoffs. They seem to have their number early in the season. It always to cost them later on in the season when Drew Brees' arm just went kaput. I mean, well, it'll work. If, if they can get to October and, take, and um, James Winston's arm can still throw a ball more than 25 yards, and I think they could genuinely be contenders. I think there's a high probability that James Winston I think there is. I'm just, I was doing it for comedic effects, Joe. Their defence is really okay. good. Sorry. It is very good. Martin Lattimore's, like was very good this game, having been a bit up and down last season. He was doing it to earn that paycheck, and then right as the whistle blew, he got the paycheck. Yeah, I don't, know how, I don't know how the hell he managed to um, negotiate that on the field. That's quite it's like, give me the give me the fucking deal. I'm gonna go and let Devonta Adams fucking score. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> threw, they threw it down from the end press box. A little paper airplane and signed it, signed it on the sideline. Nice. Probably had his agent on the phone. Mm. Had it Doing in his the old, yeah. <laughs> Randy Moss with the phone in the sock. Yeah. I mean, I mean, speaking of the Bucks now, I forgot when we were talking about what we we're going to talk about on the podcast there's so much football again on Sunday that I forgot there was actually a game on Thursday it seems we spoke about it so much in the meantime yes true there was a game on Thursday indeed Dak Prescott did look very good in that game despite losing the Bucks secondary just got torched I think that's going to be what happens if they if that front seven and their fun little blitzes can't get home consistently they don't have top tier talent on the back end unfortunately but most teams don't have the Cowboys' um, offensive tackles. Mm. Or wide receiver core. Also true. Or true. quarterback. But the, but then again, the Bucks turned the ball over four times, only got it once themselves and still won the game. So they're probably not going to be in too yeah, much Yeah, but one of those turnovers was a Hail Mary. And the other, another one of those turnovers was just, just Leonard Fournette just being a prick. Oh, no, but I'm saying <laughs> in terms of the flow of the game, it, ma- it doesn't matter if it's a shit turnover or... A- you're right, the Hail Mary one doesn't count because time expired on that. But the Leonard yeah, Fournette Leonard, one led to points. Leonard Fournette just decided to be a prick in that moment. Yeah. Just said, fuck it, have the ball. It was a great image, though, because it had been um, Ronald Jones had fumbled the play before, offensive play before, and was sitting on the bench on his own when it scanned to the sideline. And then the next time it scanned to the sideline, Leonard Fournette was just there next to him. They were both <laughs> looking so miserable. <laughs> Like they've just gone to the turnover bench or something. And Gio Bernard was just a whole <laughs> drink. Imagine if every time you turn the ball over, you have to just sit on that bench. 
<laughs> for a quarter. <laughs> That's a great. Every any coaches out there should really install that as <laughs> as well, a form public of public shaming for the for their players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. S- screw press ups. Get humiliated instead. Yeah, exactly. Just get humiliated, and the bench has to be like reasonably far away. From the other benches, and with no he- no heaters either. If you're playing in yeah, Green no Bay, no heaters, no heaters, no access to water. <laughs> this is sort of turning into and you get your if it's, if, if, if it's a if it's a road game, you get your key card snipped in half as well, so you got to sleep outside. That's true. I mean, yeah, that that seems to be a very Bill Belichick maneuver. I don't know what he's going to do with his running back. Probably going maybe to Joe him. Judge. I can imagine Joe Judge doing something like Joe that. Judge has got no right to do anything when he fucked up his challenge flag. Did you see this? No. So no. basically, you know, as a person that actually watches American football, Joe, what happens to every scoring play? I mean, it gets reviewed. Thank you, Joe Judge. Appears yeah. didn't know that he threw the red challenge flag and got charged a timeout for it. You idiot. You fool! I mean, that's been that's been in place since since uh, the beginning of time. It seems like probably challenges have been a thing. Pretty much since instant replay was a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably brought in for scoring plays. I don't know how long it's been around, but yeah, Joe Judge, if you get, you've got to do laps yourself now, fella. Mm. There's He's no way. There's season. no way. Joe Judge, Gettleman, and Daniel Jones, all three together, make next season. I reckon they all go. If they, if they keep playing like they did on Sunday. Here's what happens. I they should, they should yeah. have bed. Gettleman goes. Judge goes. They bring in some fancy new head coach, new GM. They use yeah, their draft back. pick to bring in Spencer Rattler or Sam Howell. Yeah. Probably. I don't want that so to happen. Don't... I'd rather they just stuck with those three as an it's Eagles quite, fan. It's quite funny, isn't it? But everyone knows they're bad. Even they like, know they're bad, probably. Well, Gettleman at least. Like, Joe Judge has had one season. Daniel Jones, we know now, isn't a starting quarterback. We've seen it. He fumbled again, like, for no reason on Sunday. Like, he does one thing good, and then he just th- literally throws it away. It's like, oh, just, Daniel Jones has got a little bit of spark. Oh, at the end of the round, he's going to throw he it just on the floor. Tr- he just, he, yeah, he just didn't protect the football when he was he didn't slide. It's because he, he doesn't, into the he ground doesn't pick it. up pressure as well. Like, he'll just yeah. keep staring down a receiver, and then someone will come around the corner. And he's just got mm. the ball out. It's just a dysfunctional team in general, from the top down. Gentlemen, just go get Cam Newton on the phone. He's probably actually better than Daniel Jones now. He's mm. not yeah. worse. At least he won't fumble. Mm. Even if he is worse, what are you going to lose? I think it was something like they said on Sunday that Daniel Jones is something like 40 turnovers in 80 games. Yeah. That's... yeah. It must be less than that, actually. 38, it's 38 turnovers. No, it must be less games. Yeah, either way, it was 38 turnovers. I remember that bit for sure. But yeah, he's yeah, in... he's not the answer. I don't think. I don't think we're any better kick, kicking ourselves, thinking, "Oh yeah, Daniel Jones is." Uh, I think it was the other way. He's only, he's only started 26 games. That is, well, it's 38 turnovers. It is. 39, it's 39 turnovers. In oh, it's 39 20, that. Yeah, 39, 39 turnovers in 27 games played. Okay, it was it was 38 at the time I heard it. <laughs> That's, that, is, that is terrible. <laughs> yes. He's a bad, bad you quarterback. Can't win, you can't win games like that. You just can't. Yeah, if the other team's got the football, you can't score. Thanks for that insight, Stan. <laughs> Thank you. You're like Michael You're Owen, the Michael Owen of the NFL. <laughs>
That's what we need. <laughs> oh dear. So dysfunctional organisation. Get rid of Daniel. Hmm? Get rid of Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yep. That's the answer. That's the answer in New York, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's I think that's step one. I don't think it's then the answer. Then you have to make the right decision of who you replace him with. Well, that... yeah. I didn't catch the end of it. Did the Jets win their game in the end? No, they got no. battered. They got. Zach Wilson really didn't point, really give it. Wasn't really given a chance. Like he was getting hit every time he dropped back. Yeah, to, to be, be fair, fair, even his touchdown throw was a bit crappy under throw it. Like he got lucky with the. Um... I think Why the didn't only. Yeah, it was it was a complete breakdown in the play. He ran around a bit, and then Corey Davis got himself just wide open in the end zone. Mm. Yeah, Did a no, good I, job getting it. Yeah, I you know I do. Obviously, you could you could say that I'm biased. I, I was a massive Jack Wilson fan, but in terms of the situation he's in right now, it's almost impossible to succeed when your best offensive line. They got Elijah Vera Tucker as well, but in terms of the quality of that line, it's not a great line. The skill pieces around got, him, um, Beckton. Yeah, he's out for six to eight weeks or something. Um, yeah, that's just what I mean. Just painted his knee. I mean, to be fair, it's not like they were playing fantastic before Beckton went down. And that no, but it is, like, I do like the pieces they have on that offence, but in terms of buying time for a rookie quarterback to learn the ropes, I think it's going to be really, really difficult to, for him to succeed. Look, they I'm were mad. a one-win team last year. They're a bad football team. I think people expect when rookie quarterbacks come in to change it straight away, and it just doesn't happen. I was, expecting the, co- I was expecting the coaches to have more of an impact, to be honest with you, with the white, like, the wide zone, which we didn't really see too much of. Yeah, Mike Lafleur had a bad game. His receivers were not getting open consistently. We'll get there though. It will happen. Yeah, I, we, I do. And we all have faith in that coaching staff. Yeah, the coaching staff is phenomenal. Let's be real. So let's let's hope they can step up to the mark. Talking of a uh, new coaching staffs, let's let's uh, wander our way over to Jacksonville, Florida, where we can and take a look QBs. at and rookie QBs. There we go. The ultimate segue. Jacksonville Jaguars got beaten by the This is the most embarrassing just... NFL loss I've ever seen. It is shocking. 37-21 against the team that everyone was convinced would go 0-16. 0-17, sorry. But isn't this just like the Jaguars last year where everyone's convinced they would go 0-16 and then they yeah. win the first game? Yeah, and the and thing is, one and fifteen. No, it, it's not because I was actually going to say the opposite. There's nothing about this game that's going to that makes me think. Oh, maybe the Texans aren't actually as bad as I thought they were going to be. Yeah, it, they, so it's I exactly mean, the same. Yeah, the same situation. But I meant say, I'm not thinking. Oh, now the Texans aren't maybe as, aren't as bad as we thought. Yeah, the Texans suck. And Terod <laughs> Taylor had a nice little running around throwy sort of stuff, but. Texans are Brandon a bad Cooks football team. Good. Brandon Cooks was good, but the, even the rushing Brandon attack Cooks wasn't is good. a good player. Like he's a good deep threat. He's just not. It just yeah. apparently gets moved around every single team. Like it must be something personally putting people off. I think and the concussions. Me and, me and Matt covered the Jags defense at some point. I believe you guys did the AFC South preview. Yeah, and when we looked at it, we were really struggling to like. When you look through the, the who the Jags actually have on defense, it sucks. Josh like, Allen, CJ Henderson, and Josh Allen's good, yeah. Josh Allen, yeah, cool. CJ uh, Henderson Shaquille was a Griffin's bit up and down. Okay. But there's no way they should have been blown Miles apart Jack. by the Texans. Also, Urban Meyer, what the, like honestly, how how many is what's the over under of him 
feigning a health condition and going to USC. He just he just ran some really weird stuff. Like it was looked, it did look very Ohio Statey, like some of the weird little formations they line up in. Yeah, did he? Say, I mean, to be fair, they scored a touchdown on it, but there was one play where they were in empty, all wide receivers out, and Trevor Lawrence was in was under center, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Was it from a motion though? Where he had to start off in single back. But then it, it, it wasn't a motion when the ball was snapped. Like they all got re, they all got set. The only time I've ever seen that in game is when you line up in single back and then the the running back motions out on like a swing or like a something nope. like that. Nope. At the snap, everyone was everyone was set under center. So I mean, they scored weird. a touchdown there because obviously that no one has so seen that weird. look before. But then well, it worked clearly. I mean, the worst thing about it is the fact that he kept going to bloody. Carlos Hyde ahead of James Robinson. Yeah. As a, as a run. Like, <laughs> we know what Carlos Hyde is now. I'm worried that Urban Meyer doesn't, that he's going to be too keen on his guys. Like, we saw it with Tebow in the offseason. Carlos Hyde was one of his guys at Ohio State. I don't know if he realizes that at the NFL level, he can't just win because he's got the best athletes anymore, because mm. everyone is the best athlete. That's what I was thinking, because. At Ohio State, he was always able to have a top five, top three recruiting class. He'd have the best athletes in the country. Exactly. But the, the speed on that Ohio State roster and the offense was always absolutely phenomenal. And they always had the biggest O-linemen, the strongest O-linemen. They had some of the top QBs as well. And now he's got pretty average talent, maybe mm. even below average. And so Peter Charles is a good on... player, but yeah. But yeah. Yeah. They're not. Mm. They're not stand out. Oh my god! Look at all the pieces they've got. They've got a couple of nice pieces, but you... yeah, it, yeah. I mean, their O line some... is one of the worst units. Were it's all right. Worst it's not... offensive lines in in the league, in my opinion. It's, it's, I don't think it's horrific. I don't think it's a good offensive line. I just don't think it's a. That's a definite weakness. It's just not a strength. But you could definitely improve upon it. But that you can win games with that offensive line. Will they win a game? <laughs> Not with Urban Meyer. If they if they just got blown out from the Texans, I genuinely don't know how you can say with confidence, yeah, they'll win a game. Yeah. They the, the Texans, we've been talking about this is going to be one of the worst teams we have ever seen. And they didn't just lose, they got beaten from whistle to whistle. I love it. It's it's yeah. actually embarrassing. And it makes me worry for Trevor Lawrence because he flashed talent. I'm not saying that he was great because he wasn't, but you need to get him a proper NFL coach because yeah. you cannot waste the talent. That, that touchdown um, pass to DJ Chark was when he dropped back and just fired the into the hole of cover two on the outside. But you cannot teach that arm talent. You just can't. Mm. You need to get him a proper NFL coach. And there's rumours already. Um, of what? The like the established NFL coaches on the um, staff all, already, and the players that have been in the NFL long enough are getting sick of Urban Meyer's college attitude. Yeah, I, I don't know that. how I don't know how much like, like you can take that I as truth, the drama. but but st- the stuff like he's saying that he doesn't take losing because he never lost in college, basically, and he's trying to interfere in all the other drills, trying to take charge of them. It's like you can't do that at the NFL level. You've got to be an overseer. You can't participate in every single drill. So Urban Meyer is going to do himself more harm. Well, in college, you have complete control over your players' schedules and everything like that, and you just you don't have that in the entire lives. Yeah, you can't do that with grown adults who are getting paid to do this at the end of the day. Like, 
yeah it's i i personally yeah i think there is possibly some truth to people's annoyance in how he run things how he runs things and when we see how that offense was running <laughs> it just doesn't yeah it doesn't translate to the nfl level anything anything he's doing at the moment and i don't think they're gonna like you said if you let the texans score 37 points you're i mean there's not much room for going up to be honest from that point yeah (laughs) sorry there's all the room for going up yes it's going to be hard to go up think of all that potential you know yeah, they're un- a team of growth. unlimited potential. Nice, good. I don't think they it's can't possibly get potential. worse. It could get worse. They could get blown out hundred nil by another team. I don't think that is worse. That, that, I don't think it's just, worse. That's than just where we're at. Blown out by the Texans. Yeah, it's like the it's, Texans yeah. without Deshaun Watson. They weren't even good. Like their rushing attack. I know they they mounted up close to what maybe 160, 170 yards, but it was all three yards to carry stuff. Three yards, three point three. Because they were up so early, they just ran the ball the whole second half, basically. Mm. No, it was it's embarrassing. That's that is an embarrassing loss. I mean, yeah, when you look at the talent of the Texans roster to do that, I mean it says a lot about the talent on that Jags roster though, outside of like a few big names. I mean, it's not a very talented roster at all. No, but they should be the second worst. uh, Well, the worst team last year. Yeah, there is, but they should still be beating this Texans team because this Texans team was bad and they've got worse because they lost to Sean Watson, they lost JJ Watt, who were their two best players, and they've still what? Were they four and twelve last year? Something like that. (laughs) Yeah, something around those bad nature. What the Texans? Yeah, yeah, Texans. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson won him a few games. It was something like 4-12. and 12. Deshaun Watson always win you three few games, though, realistically. Not but, anymore. yeah, with, with, yeah not, not anymore. Not I'm annoyed anymore. Matt isn't here because I wanted to talk about Tua Tagovailoa and he, how he got outplayed by Matt Jones because he absolutely did. Mm-hmm. We'll leave that until Thursday. Yeah, yeah but Matt's really just going to be like, oh, but we won the game, but we won the game. Yeah, but... You see JC Jackson chatting shit about Tua afterwards. I mean, it's hard to do from a position loss. He basically, but he, but he was accurate. He's like, oh, Tua's leap first read isn't there. He's just going to throw the ball up. I mean, it happened on several occasions. He just doesn't look poised, I mean, that is you know. Kind of what everyone said. I, I do like. I'm, I'm I mean, very that glad is... that Mac Jones had a good debut, though. Mac Jones had a really good game, and if it, they hadn't fumbled, like was it two or three times running backs fumbled, I think they would have won that game. But ifs and buts, the Dolphins won at the end. But yeah, Matt Jones played well. Well, they'll all be getting the hair dry treatment from um, Bill Belichick this week. So I, I do expect them to recover, definitely. Yeah, Are they not going to be put on the naughty bench? <laughs> Give him a text, Joe. Say, look, Bill, I've got this great idea for you. They'll stop no, no, he's, he, he's told me about that idea years ago. Oh, before. is that straight from Bill? Yeah, straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, that, was what, that was why he that was why he quit the New York job because um they didn't like the idea of it so he was like you know what if I can't have the naughty bench I don't want the job the yeah, bench exactly. is non-negotiable <laughs> you want to see Bill's naughty bench that is a, a desolate bench to sit on cobwebs bits of broken shit just knocking about <laughs> just broken shit 
cuddled I know. <laughs> Matt, Matt Jones, we were talking about when we were previewing this game on um, last week's live stream, how everyone gets confused by this Dolphins defense, and he just looked poised. He knew where the ball was going. He knew where his hot reads were and was happy to stand in, take a hit, and deliver it on time and accurately. I mean, still, his wide receiver's going to need to get a bit more separation, but Jones played well. Jones played really well, actually. That's because he's a boy. Jones is a boy. Jones he's is a man. Boy. He's a man. He's a very good... Yeah, he very looked very decisive with his uh, ball placement, and yeah, his timing on routes looked good as well. He just needs a... If he had a bit more arm strength, it'd be great. There was sometimes where he just floats the ball a little bit too much. You just wanted to push it there. We knew his arm strength isn't his talent. Yeah. But neither was Tom Brady's. And now he's absolutely firing it all. I don't understand how Tom Brady can throw it so hard. How is he getting older and throwing it's it It's that harder? TB12 diet. No red meats or something do we think like it, that. Do we think TB12 is just straight up PEDs? No, because uh, you'd be flagged for it, wouldn't it? could be a tremboloni sandwich. What? I don't get the reference there. Is that a UFC thing? No, Trembolone is like a steroid. Okay. And bologna is a bologna sandwich. Oh, okay. <laughs> bologna is basically spam, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's thinner. I don't think it like comes in a block like spam. But I think it's like a sauce. I don't know. You know what? Spam is grim, what you call spam, I call content. So. <laughs> You're a disgusting man, Joe. It's fine. Anyone who drink, eats spam voluntarily is a psychopath. I don't um, think he said he eats spam yeah. voluntarily. It was a joke because spam is like just... du- as a double meaning. Don't worry, if it flew over his uh, it did flow his over my gen, head, yeah. gen whatever he is head. I'm probably the same gen as you, Joe. Really, he probably is. I think we missed out on millennials. Yeah, he's probably Gen Z. No, I'm millennial. I just got. No, you. Are you? I'm not. Yeah. You old fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we ready to go with the this week's game picks then? What? This week's we game. We don't picks. do this live. Oh, have you got them? Um... Oh shit, the results. Oh yeah, I yeah, thought you were putting, on the, putting us on the, under pressure yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought we'd it. have to just pick games all of a sudden. I was like, this was not part of the operation. This is now part of My the internet operation. was about to go out very quickly. Yeah, same. <laughs> so, we have a winner this week. Or oh, I say a winner, a person with the most wins. Are we including Alex and Dan in this as well? Of course we are. Yes, Joe, we are. Okay, as cool. previously discussed. Just checking. So in first place, with 10 wins, it's Matt Burns Peak. Because oh. he went with Miami. Yep. Because <laughs> he went with bloody Miami. He is. And in, in joint second place, with nine wins apiece, myself and Sam Lewis. Oh, shit. There you go. Yeah, it's going to get demoted. Then in joint third place... With eight wins each, um, with eight wins each, Daniel and Alex. Oh no! <laughs> How bad? How bad is it? It's not great. In fact, correction: da- no, Alex, no, Daniel's on seven actually. You said seven. Oh no, you didn't. Did I said seven. I think eight. no. It's no, you said Dan eight. is you on eight. eight. Daniel's Alex on, no, on Daniel's seven. on seven. No, Daniel's on seven. Alex is on eight. And Joe, you are on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven as well. Okay, okay, so, it's not, so it's not I'm too tied. Easy. Okay, so it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. You made it seem like I've got literally two. I was thinking in my head, I was like, I've definitely picked Miami. Was everyone gone with the Ravens tonight? Everyone has gone with the Ravens. I was no, very close to going with the Raiders. I know. So just, just a little. Um... Ooh, you're, you're an idiot. 
No, but no, Raven's no, not not com- right. not confidently. Um, am I allowed to explain myself, Joe? Before you attack me, tiebreaker. You break it with the Ravens. No, which is the. I mean, I still think the Ravens will win, but I'm not sure. I'm just a bit concerned about the backfield. I, I don't know yes. what it, what I don't know what to expect. But the thing that made me pretty good, yeah, Ravens will be fine. Is just how well they usually play week one. They're one of those teams like the Chiefs, who are just always prepped basically for those big games. They never come out like shit in the bed when they've had a lot of time to prep for it. True. So I, 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 about the Ravens, I think if the Ravens are going to go on a bit of a slump, it'll be over the next few weeks after that before Bateman gets back and before that backfield sorts itself out. Yeah. I mean, the backfield is a bit concerning, to be fair. I don't know if Le'Veon Bell is actually cleared to play oh we did pick up um Tavius Murray Tavius he's gonna Murray. be he's gonna be your running back one by mid-season which I is pretty mental that after the Mark Ingram got thing. picked up the other day he is Mark yeah Ingram we've literally just picked later. up Mark, Mark Ingram too again electric boogaloo <laughs> yeah um so yeah we managed to pick him up I think yesterday or today and he's gonna be starting the game tonight so he's not had much time to prep Tyson Williams though has looked strong in preseason, so I imagine. Oh, he'll that's great get... then. Yeah, but he'll be your running back one. I mean, probably. as running back gigs go, it's presumably one of the favourite positions to be in because you've got at least two guys who are going to take in Lamar Jackson every play. Also, you've got pre- yeah, and Lamar Jackson as well. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll I mean fake you, you out got... at least one or two players on defense, and then you've also got. A freaking sturdy offensive line unit. Yeah. yeah, you're always able to get more yardage up the middle purely because of the fact that you you've always got the edge defenders on a contain assignment rather than just crashing inwards to swallow up the run. Yeah, mm. I mean, like to get the, they like to get like one of the things they were going to use Dobbins for a lot is getting on that sweet play when they run counter with Lamar Jackson. And yeah. that got that seems to get like 10 15 yards of pop last yeah. season. Yeah. As long you need speed for that player. That's all you need if you're running bit, like especially you guys away are from the all blockers. forgetting that week 1 is Sammy Watkins. Oh yeah. zone. Oh, week so you, 1 big... Sammy Watkins last season got like 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns. The that was all in the first half pretty much as well, wasn't it? Yeah, what he tends to do is blow up week 1 and then fizzle out over the the course of the season. You mean get injured? Possibly, yeah. That, they that, just need him to reach. You just need him to reach week six so that Rashad Bateman comes back and it's like a straight swap hey, at that point. I, yeah, I mean, what will happen is Sammy Watkins will go off against the Raiders, then in the fourth quarter he'll take a blow to the knee from Carl Joseph, and then he'll just get injured for the rest of the year. Right, if anyone's giving about blows to the knee in the Raven Raiders game, we all know it's Jonathan Abram. Yeah, that's true. Don't be don't be silly here, Stan. <laughs> but if the Ravens win tonight, I'm... which was yesterday by the time this comes out. I think it'll probably be like the first time ever that all of our drop-back teams have won in a single week of football. Wow. What do you mean by that? Well, Dan's Seahawks won, Alex's Saints won, Stan's sure. Cardinals won, Matt's Dolphins won, my Eagles won. Good point. Yeah, that would be an, an interesting one. Is that is that a fact? Have we never all won? Well, I'm just thinking the fact that there would have been very few times where the Eagles and Cardinals both managed to win yeah <laughs> yeah let's be real it's just the law of averages isn't it <laughs> okay that's why yeah, it's more point. based on so we're all rooting for a ravens win then i'm always rooting for a ravens win i like big lamar hey it doesn't really matter stan wrap this shit up wrap this shit up let's get out of here boys 
Right, we will see you again on Thursday night for the Dropback live stream. Hopefully you'll be joined by Matt. If not, fear not, we'll still bring you the same great content that you know and love. In the meantime, if you want more Dropback content, head over to our website, thedropback.com, where you will be able to find our weekly game picks. They'll be uploaded shortly after this episode. We'll be able to track who voted for who in each game. And of course, follow us on social media at the Dropback on absolutely everything. But until until Thursday, I've been Stan. I've been Sam. And I've been Joe. Peace. The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Stan Wilson. realized we didn't talk about chiefs versus browns we can talk about thursday <laughs>